Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you, folks. Thanks for taking the time to come on out today. Again, you bring us great honor, and I stop on that word honor. That's going to be a word of the morning this morning, and uh, thank you for being part of this podcast. We just really appreciate each and every one of you with me, as always, with our headache today. Uh, keep on thinking about Stephanie. By the time you hear this podcast, we'll be right in the middle of Wounded Spirits Week at Camp Joy, Wisconsin, and Whitewater. If you're close to us, stop by, and uh, we'd love to see you. Stephanie, what's going on? man what's going on um it's a beautiful um warm day here um sun is shining we're thankful we got more rain the corn um there was a few days a couple weeks ago where we were afraid we were going to lose all the crops around here so we're thanking the lord for the rain he has sent and um so yeah i mean Headache is rotten, but God's still good. So I guess I'm smiling through the throbbing. So yeah, that's about where we are. We get to serve God in the middle of having terrible headaches and bad days and busy schedules. And I thank God for Stephanie and that she's part of this podcast. Thank you for being with us today as we continue to cruise along the word for today. And I kind of broke down and gave it to everybody a minute ago, Stephanie. I'm like the worst person ever at holding back words of the day. <laughs> I can't even hold on to it for like a minute and 29 seconds. You know, we, we got like 16 seconds into it. And I'm like, by the way, you know, you bring us honor. And that's the word we're using today. I mean, I, I'm telling you, if some foreign country brought me in their version of the CIA, I'd spill everything, man. It'd be, it'd be yeah, gone right be then good. and there. Yeah, I'd tell them I can't sing, you know, all that stuff. You remember that stuff. But I'm not bringing anything <laughs> up about that again. I've left that behind us now. But we're, cru hey, speaking about leaving things behind us, I'm. T it's been crazy warm here. How's it been there? Has it been hot? It's, it's not terrible. It's like 82 degrees right now. So, honestly, we it was, you know, back when we were down south and it was hot down there, it was like 100 degrees here. It's honestly, I mean, it's in the 80s, so I can't, we cannot yeah. complain. No, it, it's uh, it's down to 88 here right now, and I'm pretty thrilled okay. about that. It got up to 90-something. Yeah. I was talking to someone in Las Vegas today, 113 degrees. But listen, folks, here's wow. what I want to talk about, this word honor. When we think about honor in the military, we were taught that honor is like high respect, great esteem. It's like, you know, placing somebody or something at a level that's higher than the average troop. You know, honor is not a word that we threw around in the army. As a matter of fact, we had watchwords. We live values. And, and one of those values was the word honor, you know, integrity, things of that nature and uh, truth and, 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 you know, moral and integrity, you know, all those different kind of words come together. But when we think of honor, 
I mean, when you honor something, you show great esteem, great respect. You show a different level of high respect. I mean, it's it's something that's a little bit higher than that. That's what honoring comes mm-hmm. in. And, 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 you know, the the Bible talks about honor. In 1 Timothy 1.17, now the king eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever. So honor, really the example of honor comes from the word of God. It's for God holding him in great esteem, great respect. I, I think when I think of the word honor and I think of the word God, and I, I when I think of our great God, our wonderful God, for some reason, honor just fits with God. It's a higher level. It's a bigger mm-hmm. deal. I mean, what are you thinking, Stephanie? Well, honor, I love the word. Um, and part of that is I was raised in a military family, um, and honor was very much stressed. Um, that you live a life of honor, you serve honorably. Um, you know, that was just all a part of how I was raised. Yeah. And, um, as I think of being a good, good soldier of Jesus Christ, how much more should honor mean to us as soldiers of Jesus Christ? Right. Everything. And yeah, we have cheapened. Yeah. We have on a, on a level that honestly is scary to me. We have we have cheapened Christianity to the point where Christians that are in places of prominence or political positions or whatever that claim to be Christians could care less about honor. Yeah, and their their vote is out for the highest bidder who will who will give me the most endorsements, who will pat me on the back, who will praise me if I, you know, am politically correct enough to make them happy. And the God I serve, the God who calls on me to be honorable, has given me a very clear, a very clear guidebook to follow. And when I, we're, we're going to get into more on um, the subject of honor in our verses today. I know. But when yeah. I think of honor, I think of a good soldier of Jesus Christ and the challenge that Paul gave to Timothy. Thou therefore into your hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the, the affairs of this life. And a truly honorable soldier of Jesus Christ is not going to become entangled with the affairs of this life. His his eyes are fixed on Christ. His eyes are are set. His mind is focused on on fulfilling the mission God has put him here to do. And to me, that's the highest definition of honor that that exists. Well, and, and we got to remember the highest award given our United States military is called the Medal of Honor. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's an adherence to a, a totally different level. I mean, Medal of Honors, those things are not thrown out there. They're not given away. Uh, yeah. I said, I, I told the story. I sat next to a, a Medal of Honor winner here. He, I think he was awarded his Medal of Honor in 2014. He might have earned it in 2012 or something. Spent a year in the hospital, a Marine. A great young man. And, and um, I sat next to him. We had the same appointments. For a while at the VA, you would get an appointment every six months, and you'd sit in your seat within 15 minutes of each other. And you had 15 minutes with the doctor. You had a 15 minute appointment. That's just all you get. You get four people an hour. And I remember I was out there sitting on the bench and I sat next to this guy whose picture I had seen regularly on TV. I watched the guy get awarded. I I watched President Obama award this guy a Medal of Honor. I knew exactly who he was. 
And I sat next to him, and finally I shook his hand. I thanked him for his service, and he thanked me for my service. I was wearing my Army hat that said Sergeant Major on it. We sparked up a conversation. And then six months later, here he is sitting on the bench. We had both got a blood work, and um, we had walked out and sat on the bench, and we were waiting to go back with our doctor. And uh, I remember I looked at him, and I, I said, do you mind if I ask you a question? And I never even got out what the question was. And now think about what this man did when you think about the word honor. He hopped on top of a hand grenade. He hopped on top of a hand grenade that was thrown into their position and lived and had year of surgery. He just got married. Thank God almighty. Everything's good. He's a Christian man. But anyway, he stopped right in the middle. He said, Sergeant Major, it was my turn. And I said, what does that mean? He said, well, see, every day when we were out in those forward positions there at the forward operating, operating base, when we were guarding the front of that thing, he said, every day, you know, it was someone else's turn if a grenade came in that had a hop on it. And I just looked at him. And he said, I was number three, and it was day three. And he said, the grenade came in. I hopped on top of it. And he minimized this incredible, I mean, this incredible piece of honor. He minimized it till it was my turn. Let me tell you, there's a lot of human beings that wouldn't have taken their turn. And, yeah. uh, and he hopped on a hand grenade. You know, honor is a big deal. And, yep. and we honor our God. And then we just try to hit that. This guy hit as close as he could on the earthly side of that and hopped on a grenade. So 20 other people that were in that position lived. And you know what? God allowed this guy to live. And, and that's honor folks. It, it's a pretty big deal. And, uh, you know, people should say that's, that's a lady, that's a gentleman of honor. We should work at that every, and even when times aren't good, you know what that you know what the hard thing is, is when times are hard, you know, you've, you've lived through terrible hard times, Stephanie. I've been through some hard times. And, and when times are hard, that's when that integrity and that honor and that doing the right thing, boy, that's when it really, that's when the test comes from God and you pass. You know, that's when, that's when yeah. you get the, that's where the test and testimony comes up is when times are hard. And you're still a lady or gentleman of honor. And folks, if you can pull that off, that's a pretty cool thing. Look what it says here in verse number 3 of 22. A prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on in our punished. Boy, we use that verse all the time, don't we? We use it in our PTSD training. We, it's a verse we talk about. And uh, a prudent man, that wise guy, uh, that wise gal, that person, the best response to evil is, is to hide yourself, being prepared for it. Uh, but the simple, the other part of that verse, the foolish, when it talks about simple there, it's talking about someone being fool there. He doesn't have the ability to prepare for danger. They don't have the ability because they don't have God. So there's, two, there's a big contrast there, Stephanie. There's a big contrast. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's massive. And I get the idea here that one of the big distinguishing um, differences between the, the prudent man and the foolish man is it says the prudent man perceives the evil. So he is, his, his eyes are up. He's paying attention to what's going on. Perception. Yeah. He's, he's not, he, he's not, you know, doofy doing his way through life, not paying attention to anything. You know, he doesn't have his Dupty doing yeah. on his phone, um, yeah. getting ready to walk into a brick wall. Yeah. 
he he's looking up. His eyes are focused on his surroundings. Be he's sober. Aware. Be vigilant. Yes, he's alert. And yeah. go back to that soldier principle. He's not he he's not going to be caught off guard. He's he's trained. He's following the training he's been given. Okay, because he's prudent. So this this person has taken time to be trained. This person has taken time to be diligent. You don't become a prudent man by laying on a couch or by, um, you know, letting your mind completely vegetate. You become prudent by being a seeker, by being a learner, by applying yourself to knowledge. And so the simple man, the foolish man is the exact opposite. He just kind of, you know, everything is rainbows and unicorns to him. And um, that, or he's just got a thick skull and he's maybe ran into the brick wall before, but well, who cares if I give myself a second concussion because. Hey, Stephanie, we got, we got to run. We're a little bit late on, on giving us a break right now. Now hold that thought about that, uh, that prudent guy, that wise guy. We'll be right back folks. Hang with us. So going back, Stephanie, talking about that prudent guy, talking about that wise guy, you say, you know, and they're perceiving it, the perception's up, they've done their, they're not laying on the couch, they're hiding themselves from evil, they're not going down the bad roads, they're, they're not looking for bad stuff. So continue on with that. That was good. So, yeah, so I mean, it's just, and this can apply in so many realms of life, the idea of foreseeing evil versus walking on and being punished by it, um, this, this so many realms of life that this can apply to. Um, but this verse is challenging because God's given us the tools we need to be prudent. And are we taking advantage of those tools? Because if you're simple, if you're foolish, it's on purpose because you have no excuse. God is giving you all things that you need for life and godliness. There's two choices on the shelf. Yes. And he gives us all brains. He gives us all the ability to think through things and I, I have watched, I have watched um, people go from being a simple fool to being a hard fool to being the scorner level of a fool. <clears throat> where now it's like they take pleasure in walking into walls and giving themselves concussions. And I'm using that hyper, you know, just as a as a picture way of saying they honestly are at, at a point of hardness of heart where they even know what's coming and they just do it anyway because yeah. they don't care what the consequences are. Yep. And that, I think God's giving a warning here that if you make that choice, you know, your end is not going to just be destruction. There's going to be punishments from God. Your life's going to be very hard and it's going to be very, very difficult. And you have no one to blame for yourself, but yourself, if you end up in that position. So be prudent. Um, yeah. yeah, so be, be prepared. Get your eyes up. Yeah. Yes, and be- watch what's going on around you, and don't just walk into the devil's snares that he's laying for you. That's right. You know, maybe it's your turn to hop on a grenade that day, and uh, no joke intended there. I mean, you be prepared. Keep your head on a swivel. The Bible says be sober, be vigilant, because what? Your adversary. Who's your adversary, <laughs> Stephanie? Who is he? Yeah. Adversary of the devil as a roaring lion walks about. You can hear it. Back during World War II, they would shut off all the lights and all the sounds and try to hide London from those planes. And you could hear lions roaring. 
for seven miles. Yeah. It's like Thor right now with his new girlfriend. You're going to hear those. There's going to be some barking out there. But hey, here we go in verse number four. By humility and the fear of the Lord are riches, riches and honor and life. That's some pretty great stuff. So humility is a, is a proper way to view yourself. And, you know, you get humility when you properly view God. Um. And, and blessing comes to those who are humble and fear the Lord. And, you know, they get spiritual riches and honor. I mean, it's a big deal when you get things right with God. That's what this verse is saying. It's a big deal to be properly right, to be balanced, to be in the right place. That's a pretty big deal. And, and mm-hmm. God's telling you right here that it's so cool. There's riches and honor. There's spiritual things. God blesses us because of this, Stephanie. Yes. Well, and to understand here that humility and the fear of the Lord will always go hand in hand. I don't know that there's ever someone in the Bible that is said as an example that they had one without the other. They always, they're like identical twins. They always, you know, they always do things together. They match, they make a team. They're always, they're always in the same person. Um, you're not going to have humility without the fear of the Lord because our flesh naturally is anything but humble or God-fearing. Our flesh is wicked and desperate, desperately proud and arrogant. And so the, I, this is a supernatural thing here Yeah, to be able to see God give riches and honor and life because it only comes when God does that supernatural work as we allow him to. Yeah. He gives us that free will to make that choice of, I'm going to follow you, Lord. You know, d- how many times did David cry out that his heart's desire was was to please God? And he would talk about his heart being fixed on his God. And when that is where you fix your eyes, God will fulfill, he, give you your heart's desire. And I think anyone who truly is walking in the fear of God will see themselves so much more for who they really are and realize that I am nothing without my God. He is everything good in me. He is everything righteous and holy. And I'm only justified because of his work in my life. And God says, when that's how, when when that's who you are, when that is what defines you is true humility and a fear of the Lord. When that is what defines you, God will then shower you with the riches and the honor and life. And that's not something, if, if you're working your tail off to get riches, honor, and life, well, then guess what? You are a counterfeit to the first part of this verse. And if that's where you are, yeah, you may have fame in this world. And again, we go back to what is truly honorable. And like I said, so I, I personally know Christians who would tote that they are conservative. They would tote that they're fundamental in their beliefs. And by that, I mean, mean that they would say they believe the Bible on things and that they're true Christians, but they are working their tail off to have riches, honor, and life. And they are anything but humble. And they exhibit anything but the fear of the Lord in their actions. And so this is a very, very sobering and powerful verse. And yet, if you're seeking to live a life that's honoring and pleasing to the Lord, it's a very encouraging verse. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's what we got to remember here. I think, you know, often we listen to these verses and almost this 
outer body type of way. And, and sometimes if we're not careful, we don't place ourselves in a position to be able to do the verse. Sometimes like when I read the Bible, let me explain this is sometimes I'll read the Bible for a check mark. You know, today's Bible reading consisted of Psalm one, two, and three, and you know, John 14 or something like that. No, God's saying, he's putting things together here and he's saying, listen, humility, like Stephanie said a few minutes ago, being humble. Uh, I've never met anybody in my life that had a quality of humility that people weren't attracted to and that God didn't bless. I'm just being honest with you. Mm-hmm. And and here's this verse saying to us, it's saying, listen, by humility and the fear of the Lord are riches. So when we put ourselves in a perspective, when we fear God, we learn his word, we know that we know that God controls uh, the before and the after times of our habitation that we see over in the book of Acts 17. We know that uh, God decides when we start breathing, when we stop breathing. We know that we, we can't even walk without God holding our hands. Remember the miracles, the sign miracles of the Bible that God would restore these things. Well, brethren, listen to me. When you find that humility and the fear of the Lord, humility gives you the fear of the Lord. When you realize that God is bigger than anything we can do, we're just a bunch of finite human beings. We're just a bunch of sinners, but we've got an opportunity that are riches and honor of life if we just humble and fear God and trust God and read his word. And the practical thing is study his word, learn from his word, step out on it, be willing to listen, be able to put things into perspective, be able to get to know people. You know, don't just hear people, listen to people. Uh, don't just read what the Bible's telling you, learn what the Bible's telling you, uh, pray about it, be part of it. And man, when you do that, God gives you this humility and out of that humility, and out of the fear of the Lord, folks, we get something that's so much greater than that. We get to live a life that's pretty awesome. Uh, you know, and, and if you look at the end of this verse, it talks about the Lord, our riches and honor. And think about that in life. I don't know about you, but that's what I want. Folks, we love you guys, and we would love the opportunity to talk to you about our ministry. Make sure you drop me a line at Doug at WoundedSpirits.com, or you go out there and look for us at Help the Wounded Spirits Facebook page. We'd love to tell you about the ministry. We'd love to help you if you need help. So just get a hold of us as soon as you can. The new TV shows are out there, Stephanie. There's four of them right now on WoundedSpirits.com, and I keep forgetting to tell my peeps there's more coming. Folks, make sure you get out to Wounded Spirits. The TV show's out there, man. Forgive me. I don't look great in those shows but stephanie looks pretty good oh and so do word. the rest of the people i look rougher than a night in jail on those things but forgive me no, lord listen we love you guys and we hope that you wear the smile today that only god can give and we're going to talk to you real soon may god bless you Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, 
and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.